A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that is involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. Welcome to Achtun Millwall with me, Craig Griffiths. Uh, Nick is taking the night off. Uh, he actually didn't want to drive the 300 or so miles all the way up on a Tuesday night to Plymouth and me being in Bristol, I decided to take on the role instead. Tonight we've got Plymouth League Two leaders as prospects for the Lions. Uh, quite an interesting prospect for us. They should be better than some of the claptrap we get in League One. Uh, flying high at the moment. They did lose to Carlisle at the weekend in the FA Cup. Uh, but they're on for a League and Cup double, which is about as close as we get to in the, in the paint trophy and uh, recesses of League One and Two. Achtung, Milball. So I'm starting this evening's show uh, in my car. Uh, I arrived at the game two hours early because uh, I wanted to beat any rush hour traffic and uh, stop me being late for the game. Uh, I decided to pop into the club shop to see what was on offer. An interesting spectacle, really. They've got all the Christmas gear. Uh, something I don't know if we do in our club shop. I haven't been there in ages. Uh, but they do sort of, it looks like, school photos uh, of each individual player that you can buy. I imagine to uh, either pretend that they're your... Uh, offspring or sibling or perhaps to get signed uh, for the young ones or, or maybe for the for the late Millwall Lionesses out there who wanted to ogle at the good looks of Byron Webster and Mark Beavers. Another idea that Lions might want to steal uh, is they have uh, Plymouth Argyle cycling jerseys. I don't know if we've got any uh, cycling wankers uh, in the club as among our supporters. I don't know if Millwall do a, a cycling jersey but that's, a, that's another bit of uh, Revenue the club could generate to capitalise on the craze of the uh, 2012 Olympics. Achtung, Millwall. On to Millwall news. Um, there's an interesting post on News at Den about Aidan O'Brien, who says uh, he is going nowhere. He's staying at Millwall. He will resist any uh, attempts by Premier League or Championship clubs uh, to poach him. Whether that means that they would try and poach him in January or next summer, I'm not sure. Um, but it's positive to hear that from a from a young Millwall player. Almost certainly means that he's definitely going. Um, certainly by Millwall standards, he'd probably go for £2.50 and a packet of refreshers. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Achtung, Millwall. 
Uh, another good bit of news is George Savile says he's enjoying it and relishing his time at Millwall. Um, this is great news. I know uh, lots of people are big fans of George Savile. He's, he's got that quality about him, that, that almost premiership quality. It'll be interesting to see if we can pluck up the funds. I remember there being one talk on this programme or or um, on the Hoff forums about whether the cost of getting George Savile, uh, if it guarantees us a place to go up, was offset by the actual money we get from getting promoted back into the championship and whether John Belson would look into that come January. Uh, it'll be interesting to see that develop um, and see if he, we can secure him as a middle player in the future. Right, actually around the back of the stadium now, I can hear the Mill fans have arrived in their coach. Uh, you can hear them on song already, walking all the way around. Um, it's an interesting stadium, is Home Park. It's actually situated within a park called Home Park, unlike Senegal Fields, which made way completely to tarmac uh, for our car park and stadium. This actually is, is situated within the park itself. Well, Lions fans, we are suddenly, finally in Home Park. Um, sorry about the change in uh, tune. I've tried to get my microphone a bit closer to my face so I don't sound like I'm coming out of a wind tunnel. The stadium is essentially, I'd say, all access in the sense that uh, there is no cut-off, really, between home and away fans. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of um, uh, tape or signage across the seats, but where the seats end, uh, the, the, the walkway that goes around the pitch goes all the way around with nothing blocking the way. So if we had any fit and healthy Lions fans that wanted to sprint round to the home fans, uh, they could have a go. Uh, I don't personally fancy it. It's a bit cold and I'm not particularly fit. Uh, but interesting policy. They haven't gone too heavy-handed considering our, our, our vicious reputation, our baby-eating reputation. Another interesting aspect of the programme, ladies and gentlemen, would be the uh, former uh, Pilgrims and Lions uh, of the past. Um, on here is listed such uh, uh, Millwall greats as Nick Chadwick. He of the one of the famous goal scorers of the Mother's Day Massacre, of course, uh, who then, as his career went down, well, it could only go down from them, really, couldn't it, ladies and gentlemen? That's... Uh, that's just that was just one of the best days, um, but went downhill and he he ended up at Plymouth. Barry Hales also in his decline down after playing for the Lions uh, made it all the way to Plymouth before his career obviously uh, came a bit to an end. Um, and going the other way uh, in an upward trajectory, though we haven't seen it, it would be Paris Cowan Hall who used to play for Plymouth uh, before joining Wickham and then uh, obviously moving on to the Lions. Now Paris Cowan Hall, you might not. You might have only heard of that name. You might not have seen him. He he belongs to such company as Thierry the Ghost Racon and Angel Who the Fuck Are You Martinez uh, as players, as well as Justin Hoyt, of course, uh, the big lump, as players who have definitely uh, been on the programme, uh, definitely have had a shirt with their name on the back of them, but you're not quite sure what kind of player they are because we've never really seen him play um, obviously he had his first start for Mill at the weekend uh, didn't go very well uh, got substituted for Aidan O'Brien a much more effective Aidan O'Brien um, but maybe that is the case with coming back from injury obviously when you get that many injuries you have to come back quite a lot so maybe that is his level of play ladies and gentlemen unfortunately Achtung Mailball in terms of team selection, just waiting for it to uh, come up on the old Twitter pages, um, Lee Gregory. Um, I know there's been a lot of debate on Lee Gregory, on his quality, 
on whether he deserves a spot in the team. Um, you'd think the paint trophy would be a, a, a good way for him to get confidence, but it's not like he hasn't had game times. Uh, as he ladies and gentlemen, he's, he's, he's been getting lots of game time ahead of other people that have, have since moved on, such as uh, John Marquis, ahead of people like Alfie Pavey. Um, and you wonder if he'll get it ahead of uh, a player like Jamie Philpott when he returns. Is Lee Gregory the, the, the revolutionary, uh, the, the new age Neil Harris? I'm not 100% sure. Um, I think he can score goals. I think he can score goals at a certain level, or his confidence is certainly of a certain level. He took his chance against um, AFC Fylde very well. Uh, it was calm, composed, and when he's had that much time um, against better quality opposition, he's not done as well. And you wonder if that he felt he had uh, an easier task against a lower league uh, goalkeeper compared to um, the, up, the, the, the high reaches of League One. Um, and maybe that's what makes him think once or twice. Uh, got the goalkeepers just coming to warm up here with uh, Kevin Pressman. And the Mill team for this evening, uh, Jordan Archer, uh, Edwards, Webster and Beavers and Joe Martin as your back four. With Onion Dinma, that's Fred to most of us. Uh, Saville, uh, Sean Williams, Aidan O'Brien, Lee Gregory and Steve Morrison. Um, now, that's quite a strong team for a Johnson's Pate Trophy. You must think that uh, I've spoken to a few fans outside, and they, they a lot of people are of, of the opinion that you keep a winning team going as much as you can. And this isn't a slouch of an opposition. This isn't a, uh, a sixth division team. This is a soon-to-be uh, one of us if we don't go up uh, on the ascendancy, Plymouth Argyle, um, who are doing quite well. Um, Nevertheless, it is an interestingly strong team. He's not really given uh, any opportunities to other players. Although the bench, we've got um, Girling, not Tom King. I've never, I've never heard of uh, Girling before, and he's not, as I can see, on the squad list on the program. So obviously, this must be one of our youth keepers. Um, we've got Sid Nelson. It's good to see Sid back. Obviously, back from his injury. Uh, hopefully, we can get him through uh, carefully and not because we have got a bit of a crisis in defence at the moment. Ben Thompson, another good Millwall prospect. Uh, Ed Upson, again, good to have him back. We're slowly getting players back, uh, and it's amazing how well we've done with quite a depleted squad. Uh, I wonder if Neil Harris will be given the credit he really deserves when you think about it, when we've had such a depleted squad. I remember the seasons with Kenny Jacket when our injuries have got the better of us around this time of year. We seem to have a bit of a dip, and then after January when they're all back that seems to be our second half season form seems to be much better um, but Neil Harris has kept it going with a, with a depleted squad um, and lastly uh, Alfie Pavey makes up the final uh, substitution of the day maybe we can get Pavey some minutes but again would you start Alfie Pavey in front of Lee Gregory ladies and gentlemen particularly for the Johnson's paid trophy a trophy that maybe doesn't mean anything or maybe Neil Harris wants it to mean something to these players maybe maybe he wants it to be something worthwhile obviously his uh, Harris's first trip to Wembley was in the Owen Screen Shield final uh, that was my first trip to Wembley with Mill, and I think pretty much everyone else's, uh, unless you were old enough to be there for the War Cup final, which I'm not sure many people were. Maybe he wants to instill that momentum because that, whether you like it or not, that, that did bring a level of momentum to the squad. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how a full-strength Mill side goes up against a, uh, what I imagine will be another full-strength uh, League Two side. Achtung, Mailball. An interesting name to come on Plymouth's team sheet is goalkeeper Luke McCormack. Uh, 
Don't know if everyone will. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. No, but Luke McCormack uh, is the goalkeeper who, uh, sadly, while under the influence of alcohol, was involved in a car crash that killed uh, two children. Um, and... He was sentenced to seven years in prison and, uh, and served four of those. Uh, I imagine if uh, Mill fans remember him, he might be in for a little bit of stick tonight. It'd be interesting to see how he how he handles that pressure, that Millwall um, that Millwall conscience on his shoulder, that Millwall monkey on his back, um, where nothing if not uh, uh, helpful at providing players with consciences. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, as in the cases with uh, Lee Hughes and Marlon King, that tends to make them pull out a hell of a performance. So hopefully uh, McCormack has a bit of a stinker tonight uh, and we come away with all, well, I say all three points, so we'll come away into the next round. Anyway, that's uh, enough for the pre-game for me. Um, I will get back to you at kick-off and uh, we'll follow the match as it happens, ladies and gentlemen. Achtung. Mailball. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas, little boy? Santa, I want a London Dockland Development Corporation T-shirt. Oh, well, it's no good coming to me for that, little boy. You need to visit cblthemag.spreadshirt.co.uk. they got thousands, thousands of different T-shirts on there, including your LDDC T-shirt tributes. Thank you, Santa. I'm fucking off now. Christmas is coming, ladies and gentlemen, so why not visit cblthemag.spreadshirt.co.uk for all your Christmas T-shirt needs. As with everything that we do, all proceeds benefit the various charities that our magazine supports. Visit cblthemag.spreadshirt.co.uk now. Well, you have to uh, hand it to Plymouth. They have turned things around. We've got a banner here with Pilgrims Against Racism, which is uh, very interesting considering it was uh, the first ships to uh, sail away from England during the slave trade era was uh, in 1562, and they sailed out of Plymouth. 
So congratulations to the uh, city of Plymouth for turning that around so quickly. And the teams make their way out. We're playing in all yellow with a black stripe. And Plymouth Argyle playing in a dark green and white kit. God knows what's playing over the tannoy. Some kind of marching drum tune. Meanwhile, the Plymouth mascot, which looks like some kind of leprechaun, has come out. I imagine that's meant to be a pilgrim. Possibly one of those slave traders we talked about earlier, listeners. Mill kicking off towards the Plymouth home end. Here's the game. So, as we take our seats, I won't follow the whole thing, but uh, we'll catch up a bit later in the game. So, got Aiden playing on the left, uh, Fred on the right. We'll sort of play this 4-2-4-4-4-2 formation where we've got four really attacking players in the Gregory, Morrison, uh, uh, Fred and Aiden, And we've got those two sort of holding midfielders in Savile and Williams. Uh, only a couple of minutes in, but Plymouth are getting a bit more of the ball, uh, looking a bit more composed. We're not really getting it down. We have a few wild passes and clearances going out of bounds for Millwall. <laughs> Plymouth just thinking, is that all you take away? Unfortunately, on a Tuesday night going halfway across the country, this is all we take away. Oh, Aidan almost broke free there. Back to Joe Martin. Up to Morrison on the wing. Returns his man. Gets a little shove in the back. Not conceded by the referee. And booted out by their keeper. The new Mrs. Griffiths, she, uh, she wondered what the hell I was doing. I was coming from Bristol tonight. She wondered why the hell I was doing this tonight. Why I was coming all the way out here just to watch a football game. But that's what we do, ladies and gentlemen, is it? That's what we do for our club. We come to football games on a cold Tuesday night. The recesses of League Two opposition just for this, just for this one club. So, about 10 minutes in, no team's had a chance yet. Millwall look to be good on the attack when we're going forward. We're looking like we're trying to get in behind Plymouth. Plymouth looking like they're just trying to contain us, maybe get a counter-attack. They're playing with one up front. Um, neither team's had a real chance thus far, so free kick to Plymouth in a quite a dangerous area here. Bit of a soft free kick. It looks like that's going to be one of those nights for Millwall. Free kick to be whipped in. Whipped into the box. Oh. Oh, off the bar. Off the bar by the number five. He got the better of Beavers there. Jordan was watching it all the way, but uh, it did go off the bar, ladies and gentlemen. That's first chance to Plymouth. Two of the local constabulary at the bottom of the stand, just looking up, having a little conversation, looking a bit intrigued at some of the fans behind me. I'm not sure what's piqued their interest. Perhaps they never heard... Uh, noise at this stadium before and that's maybe we're upsetting the neighbours who knows Fred knocks the ball up to Gregory keeps hold of it well good turn he's got no support though gives it to Edwards back into Sean Williams who either dummied it or missed it I'm not sure but it's going to begin back to Plymouth who looked to break on this left hand side left winger crosses it in no one's there. Missed everyone. Joe Martin gets it. Playing with his own box. Just needs to boot it out, and he does. Ball given away to Morrison. Who gets it one off him. But he wins it again. And Morrison is through. Oh, 
Morris just nicked off his toes. Just nicked off his toes. The last second. Morris was shouting for penalty, a foul, some court. He wasn't going to get it. It didn't look like much from here. Plymouth tried to break forward. Beavers has it covered all day. But great play attacking from Steve Morrison. Just uh, defending from the front here. Plymouth playing some football here. And uh, number two is through and he gets a shot off. Number 11. I tell you what. Plymouth are playing some football here and Millwall letting them do it and it's not really good enough. Edwards had a beaten, was a beaten man there by number 11. Uh, he was having a, a lot of success, success down that Millwall right side. Um, whereas Millwall are just trying to do a bit of hoofball, uh, putting pressure on the defender, but uh, it's mostly a long ball game from us. Martin to Williams, back to Martin. Williams, can he whip a ball in? Whips the ball in. Gregory, and it's a goal! Lee Gregory flicked his head over the keeper. And it's 1-0 Millwall! Fantastic. Beautiful ball did, flipped in by uh, Sean Williams. And Lee Gregory just had the, the wherewithal to flick his head and knock the header backwards over the keeper. Straight in the corner of the net. 1-0 Millwall. Well, we were saying before the show, is Gregory earned his place in this squad? Has he earned his place in his team tonight? It's certainly that evidence. It looks like he's the bit. He's got the bit between his teeth. Maybe he has earned a place. Maybe he's starting to find his feet. Maybe it's the lower league opposition. I don't know, Lions fans, but it's one nil to the Lions. Play on the edge of Mills box here by Plymouth. The number 14 turns, shoots, and Archer has it covered. But he did get the shot away, ladies and gentlemen. Created himself a little bit of space, a tall, gangly man, but Archer had it covered all the way. Mills left-hand side, trying to get a ball over, covered by George Savile. Hoofed clear by Steve Morrison, but Gregory's onto it. Passed away and out of pressure. That number 11 has got the, the better of, uh, well, Fred and uh, Carlos Edwards so far tonight. The ball comes into the box and O'Brien just clears it instead of taking time he had. They're quite good at playing at the Decker Plymouth. Um, on the other side of it, Mill haven't had much success passing forwards, but the balls in between, in behind the uh, Plymouth defence seem to be working. Uh, we've had a few chances out of that, um, as well as just defending from the front and putting pressure on their defenders. Um, long may it continue. Sowell tries to knock it forward to Aidan O'Brien, who loses the header. Ref gets in the way, but... Sean Williams has the ball. Tries to knock it through to O'Brien, who knocks it back. Oh, cleared by the Plymouth defender. They now have the ball, boot it up. Webster has it covered. That is League Two football for you, ladies and gentlemen. That's why Webster's probably feeling most at home and most effective. Great ball there from Williams. I think it's Williams up to Joe Martin, who cuts back into the area, crosses the ball in. Oh! Don't know, that came off last. Must have been a Millwall foot. Goal kick. And the hoose ball from the keeper. Straight into Jordan Archer's hands. It's a funny tactic they've got going. Plymouth actually look better when they try and play the ball on the floor um, rather than trying to play hoof ball or try and get in behind Millwall. Uh, Millwall look almost the exact opposite at times. Um, they hoof it up straight into O'Brien who heads it forward to Gregory and who <laughs> gets shoved over.
Sid Nelson coming on for Cardiff Edwards. I don't know if he got a bit of a knock there or has pulled something, but maybe it's a precaution. But be interested to see how Edwards comes up against this number 11. And they're just putting on just a little bit of pressure now. I have to apologise because I've fucked up the recording at some point. So there is a, a bit of the action that I've missed. I'm hoping it's not the goal. <laughs> um, I will have to double check that a bit later. Ball went in and it's free here. And it's a goal to Plymouth. Ball whipped in, there was one man in the box, the number 14, straight between three middle defenders, don't know how he gets it, whipped in for that number 11 again, and it's 1-0. Fuck! Mill with the ball in, Luke McCormack, not the safest on the ball there, came out and missed it. Back to Beavers. Plymouth were applying pressure there before they got the goal. We should have really seen it coming in. And that right side has been a bit of a weakness for us all night so far as the ball comes across and Beavers just doesn't save it from being sent out. They'll just need to compose themselves a bit here. Finds Gregory, pass it off to Joe Martin. And the defender concedes the corner. Corner to Millwall. Beavers hopes are staying up. Ball whipped in by Sean Williams. Middle far post. Is it? Yeah! And it's a goal. No one can quite believe what happened, but someone scored from it. <laughs> it sort of dribbled into the net. There was no real. <laughs> there was no real celebrating for the Mill fans uh, and the uh, Mill players, but it looks like uh, Webster. Webster headed in from the far post. It just sort of trickled into the bit. Millwall 2 1 up. Plymouth to have the ball down that right side again. And had quite a lot of success down there. The ball gets whipped in again from the right side. And again it goes to all the Millwall players. And onto the edge of the area. Onto our left side now. Defender tries to get the shot away. No! And what, can, what for me was a. A very good tackle one wide Webster is given on the edge of the D to Plymouth. Uh, for me, ladies and gentlemen, that is a horrendous, horrendous decision by the referee. And if it results in a goal, not sure what the reaction will be from the Millwall fans. I can guess. The ball comes in and straight off the thigh of Webster. And... A corner kick to Plymouth and headed out only as far as the 14 on the edge of the area. Chased down by Joe Martin. He gets the ball in again. Free header. Saved by Archer. Great save by Archer. Cleared by Steve Morrison. And Mill will get out. Two minutes of added time to go. Lenny the Leprechaun has just come out to the Mill fans and uh, almost dated in front of us. And that is the half, ladies and gentlemen. 2-1 to the Lions at half-time. What can we say about that first half for Millwall? Well, we seem to be restricted to playing a bit of hoof ball. We've tried to play it down a bit, but we've sort of brought our play down to League 2 level. Um, having said that, we look good going forward. The referee is not going to give us much, but Steve Morrison looks good up front. Lee Gregory had a hell of a finish. For me, that was a... 
a great, that was a striker's header. He knew where the goal was, he knew where the keeper was, and he flicked it over the keeper. Um, and a great assist by Sean Williams on his right foot. Um, the Webster goal, no one really knew what happened much because uh, <coughs> the ball was whipped in, got to the far post. It seemed to come off the head of uh, Beavers or Webster. And um, it, 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 looked, I, it looked to me like it, it got to the, the Plymouth players' feet. Um, it was only, it wasn't through Millwall celebrating, because it didn't look like we celebrated much. It was more through the, the dipped heads of the Plymouth players. Actually, we felt we realised it was a goal. Um, so a very, a very tame celebration from the Millwall fans, as you'll probably hear in the background of the podcast. But uh, there we are, 2-1 up at the half. Can't make too many complaints. That right-hand side seems to be... Um, a bit of a problem for us that number 11 he does look a bit handy um, having said that it's been a bit more quiet since Carlos Edwards went off I uh, don't know if Carlos was carrying a problem going into the game and they've exposed that or, um, but Sid Nelson is now there uh, applying his trade at right back so it'll be interesting to see what the second half brings um, we don't look out of you know, we look quite in control of the game all in all, but um, Plymouth have had their chances and they've had their chances because of a bit of lapse of defending. Um, you know, balls have gone through to the box and, and not been cleared uh, and had Plymouth had more bodies in the box, which I imagine they'll try and do after the half, um, they might have got something on the end of it. A special announcement at the over the Tannoy at home park where uh, some poor soul has just begged his, his ex-missus. He's obviously done something wrong, either played away or uh, maybe forgot to put the toilet seat down. I don't know. But in any case, he's just uh, asked for a forgiveness over the uh, over the tannoy. Not quite a marriage proposal, but maybe that's, a, that's as romantic it gets in Plymouth. Achtung, Mehlball. And the teams come back out to what appears to be some kind of 80s game show music. Not quite sure what this is either. A bit like uh, Family All-Stars or something. Was that a show? I don't know, I was born in the 80s, I didn't really live it. And as I said before, we got Ross McCormack who's coming into the middle end of the goal. And you can hear the reception. Mill now shooting towards the home fans. So any goals we will actually be able to celebrate because we can see them. Doing this podcast on the phone, I have to conserve battery. It's something of... You didn't used to have to do that on the old Nokia phones, did you? Conserve battery while playing Snake as they attack down this left-hand side again, giving away for a goal kick. Yeah, the old Nokia phones, you didn't used to have to uh, conserve battery, did you? You used to... I mean, you used to have to charge it for 24 hours when you first got it, and then after that, it sort of ran until the end of time. Booze for Ross, not Ross McCormick. <laughs> for the, the keeper McCormick. I've forgotten, his, I've forgotten his first name now. McCormick receives a, a bit of mill conscience into his life, which I think everyone needs every now and again. As a... Hospital ball was won by two Plymouth players off of each other. They got the ball on their left-hand side, our right-hand side again. So they've had quite a bit of success down, but cut out by Webster, who boots it forward to Gregory. Chest down nicely, turns lovely to Steve Morrison, who's got Gregory. Gregory's strong goal. Can he make it three? Oh, he's got no chance here, and it's three. Lee Gregory wins. 
fucking well for Yellow! And the second time of asking! First shot straight at McCormick! And he gets the rebound to make it 3-1! to say his first, Gregory's first shot was a bit of a tame effort, saved by uh, McCormack but pushed out right into the path of Gregory again who slid in and uh, got the rebound in the back of the net. A great uh, bit of exchange play between Gregory and Morrison made that happen. A fantastic bit of build-up play by Millwall but again you have to say it was, uh, he was given time Gregory and he almost fluffed his lines straight out of McCormack um, and it was on the second attempt that he got it as the ball comes forward to Gregory again who's now on for a hat-trick hospital ball to the keeper who boots it straight up and he'll be won by Joe Martin and it is who boots it forward Gregory's offside but Morrison isn't he's coming forward to McCormack who catches the ball yeah it, 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 you, you, you you think if he's got the quality that Gregory possibly uh, should have finished it first time but uh, we can't take away that he scored two that's, that's me being nitpicky really I'm not sure that O'Brien or Morrison would have scored it first time if they had the, if they had the um, opportunity but the important thing is that he scored and we've got a two goal cushion again another ball whipped in from that uh, Plymouth left hand side and looks like Martin just kicked it out for a corner there. So, corner to Plymouth. Ball whipped in short. Is he going to shoot the 26? Nope. Straight out of uh, Fred. he got O'Brien on the wing. He's trying to run down. Brian holds it up into the path of Sean Williams. Sean Williams tries to put a ball over to Gregory, who chests it down. He's got support coming from Morrison. Morrison can finish here and he skies it. And he shouts at himself, he knows he should have done better there. Steve Morrison had a chance to at least get it on target. And he skies it into the Millwall fans. Should have been 4-1, still 3-1 to Millwall. McCormick getting ready to kick the ball off. We're like the Jiminy Cricket of football really, aren't we? Always let Millwall be your guide. Maybe we should open up some kind of Millwall fan hotline. If you're thinking of doing something like having a few drinks and then driving, maybe you call Millwall and they say, don't do it. Or if you're thinking of beating up your missus, maybe call Millwall and they'll tell you not to do it. Perhaps our friend at half-time could have done with the Millwall hotline. Uh, maybe it's something I'll, I'll try and suggest to Nick to bring forward on this show, to bring a, a Millwall advice hotline bit of trouble in the crowd. Stewards, the stewards are sort of looking up at the crowd as Plymouth try and get a ball through. It's straight through to Joe Martin. Went through a few Millwall players' shirts. Yeah. The stewards at the start of the, the first half were looking up into the crowd the whole game. It looked like they were looking for trouble. There's been no, no overt trouble from the Millwall fans that I've seen. Uh, but this is what it is to be a Millwall fan. It doesn't matter what division you're in, what kind of trophy it is, what kind of competition it is, I guarantee you if you see Millwall fans... Oh! An absolute rocket out of nowhere for Plymouth from the number... 
can't tell. Absolute left foot rocket. He's given time, time and space, but from about 25, 30 yards out, the number 10 for, for Plymouth. Rifle pass Archer, nothing he could do about it. It's 3-2. Game's back on. Mill crowd obviously not paying attention there due to what was happening in the crowd. Um, and again, like I said, a bit of heavy-handedness and a bit of jobsworthiness by the uh, steward in focus is part and parcel of being a Mill fan for some reason. Plymouth now coming down this left-hand side where they've had all the success so far. And less success with the new partnership of uh, Sid Nelson and Fred down that side. Throwing to Millwall, headed out by the number four for Plymouth. Webster to O'Brien, who goes through three people. One by Sean Williams, who... Oh, and Gregory has a brilliant turn. Crowded out, he's turned them. Looks like it's a penalty. It is a penalty to Millwall. Gregory took on two men. It looks like he got brought down as he turned two, two players in the box. And they were already... Their momentum was taking them through Gregory already. Couldn't help but give the penalty, could the ref. Now, this will be a test. Gregory's going to take it for his hat-trick. And let's see. Lots of naysayers about Gregory. Should he have had a spot? I was saying it before the game. Should he have had a spot in this team? And now, looks like he might be on the verge of a hat-trick. Lee Gregory up against McCormack. And it's a goal! Hat-trick for Lee Gregory! 4-2 to Bill! Get in! Fantastic stuff. It was a great turn by Gregory in the box. He really worked for that in the box to get the chance that, that, that got him the penalty. Uh, it was a calm finish in the keeper's right. Keeper dive left. There's 4-2 to Millwall. Just had a suspicion that the abuse we were going to give him. McCormack might actually save that, a la Lee Hughes and Marlon King, but uh, dived the wrong way. Great goal by Gregory. Great way to finish this hat-trick. Plymouth trying to attack down this left-hand side again. But Mill have got it covered. They seem to be going down that left-hand side more, uh, as it gave them all the uh, all the chances in the first half. But Mill look like they've snuffed it out. So trying to switch lanes. <coughs> Chance of Superhill Naris go out. So I said at the start of the season that uh, a run in this trophy and a mid-table finish would be be quite, I thought quite a, quite a progressive season for us actually, but I think uh, Harris is surpassing my expectations certainly. Um, players like O'Brien are coming on, um, and that's shown really, really promising signs of what I hoped we were going to do last season, um, and obviously hope we were going to do this season. Bit of danger there, bit of danger. Not not overly worried. It's, it's a bit of a funny game. We look like. A team that are always possibly going to score, but then again, we still don't look comfortable with a two-goal cushion. Plymouth just getting a bit of play around the middle area. It's broken into Fred. Fred's trying to make a run down the wing. He's got Steve Morrison coming down the other side. Fred trying to take on his man. Oh, gets bowled over. Nothing given. It's one of those situations where possibly a naive decision by Fred there gets back to Sean Williams. Sean Williams has Fred on the right. Will Fred whip a ball in now? Goes to take on his man again, a few step-overs. Ball in, no one there to get it. It's a good effort. It's just a case with Fred where he's just a bit a bit naive, a, a bit inexperienced, and, and 
but he's still good. He's good, he's quick, he's skillful. Um, just needs to work on his decision-making, and that, that can only come with time. He, you've got to realise that Aidan O'Brien has got two to three years on Fred in terms of development and, and getting those decisions right. I think he'll come good. Ball up to Gregory again from Williams. He's got men coming into the box, including Aidan O'Brien! For this. I'd have to thank Nick for taking a night off. This is spectacular. Neil's biggest goal haul since I can remember. I can't remember us putting five past someone for a long time. We haven't done it in the Holloway area. I don't think we did it in the Lomas area. Might be back into Kenny Jackets. God. Tranmere is the last time I remember us putting five past someone when we sat John Barnes. Could it be that long, listeners? Someone's going to have to correct me on that. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> Steve Morrison offering out the home fans there on the sideline, getting called over by the ref, told just to calm down. Not sure what happened there. I was tweeting at the time, but just looked up, and Steve Morrison is offering out all the home fans. I think he's waiting for the ball as there's another substitution for Plymouth. It's not ending well. It's getting a bit ugly. It's getting a bit dirty. This is the way Mill like it. We've got a bit of passion in this squad. We've got a bit of fight in this team. Plymouth have it at the edge of the box. I've asked the question on Twitter, do you know the last time they scored five in any game? Would this be the time to bring on Alfie Pavey? We haven't seen much of him, he's, he's only got garbage time really, sort of the two and three minutes when we're trying to waste time. But uh, maybe this is the time to start and see what the kid can do. Fairness, maybe I'm being harsh when I say that we look like we could have still lost the game even with two goals up. In actual fact, we've been pretty steady in defence. They've had a good few opportunities. We've, we've had a few sloppy mistakes, but overall, we've been in control, certainly with the, the long balls that they play. It's been completely swept up by uh, all our defenders, really, uh, Joe Martin included. Uh, that left-hand side has called us a bit of bother, and apart from that rocket of a goal and the, the post that the, the corner comes in, cleared up in the air by Millwall. Oh, still in the box. And boot it out. Milne putting bodies on the line there. And Fred gets the ball. Looks looking to turn his man. Fred almost gets bowled over, but beats his man. And beats, oh, almost beats another man. Sounds a bit similar to the foul game in that we've never played at full speed, but or not full speed for a long time, but just enough at each part to, to, to get the goals that we require for the game, which happens to be five in this case got a tweet from Mill halfway line who says Harris decision to play the first team completely vindicated tonight all about momentum showing real signs of developing as a manager do you agree is that what was needed tonight was we needed to at the, at the risk of well a lot of people say it wasn't there is no risk because we've got no game on Saturday because the Burton game has been cancelled 
but uh, was it important to keep the momentum going? Oh, I think he's I think he's probably right. I think keeping the momentum going, uh, even against lower league opposition who could well be playing in the same division as, as us next year, um, was was definitely important. It, it keeps us in it in a, in a tournament that that certainly gave me quite a nice memory of Mill with our first trip to Wembley and uh, showing signs of developing as a manager I, I think he was to develop as a manager you just have to be given time you can't develop as a manager overnight that's what developing is so as a shot comes in rifled all the way from Mill throwing to the other side of the pitch um, yeah, I think he was always going to develop as a manager, but developing does take time. That's that's that is that is the definition of development. Um, so I think the important thing for Harris, he's got a fantastic team around him, a team that embraces all things sort of in terms of mill attitude. That we've got the the governors in terms of Andy Frampton. We've got a great youth department in terms of Scott Fitzgerald that's producing real good in terms of uh, players like Aidan O'Brien, uh, Fred. Uh, Alfie Pavey, who I'm hoping will get some more minutes tonight, um, and Ben Thompson, of course. So, yeah, I completely agree with you, Mill, halfway line. Aiden O'Brien through to Fred. Great switch of play, Mill keeping the ball. Fred looking like he wants to take him on, played into Morrison, plays back to Fred. Brilliant ball, he just overhits it. Oh, unlucky Fred. It was good intent from Mill, ball maybe just spun a bit too much on Morrison's return pass and Fred just overhit it. And Last subs for Plymouth. For 16, ben the six for the 16. One player for another, I don't know. It looks like Ed Epson's going to make his return. And substitution for Millwall coming off is number 22, Aidan O'Brien. Aidan O'Brien coming off. Maybe resting Aidan O'Brien's legs. He's played a lot of football recently. Tried to give him a, a bit of a break at the weekend, but had to come on to sort of rescue the Lions for that 2-1 win. And Harris has started a strong side. And O'Brien's played really well tonight. Ed Upson to come on. Ed Upson's return. Uh, John Kelly of News at Den was saying that uh, they've not trained this week, Sid Nelson and Ed Upson, but they've been called into action. And uh, so far, Sid's done well. He's, he's closed up shop on that right-hand side with Fred. Uh, see what uh, Ed Upson can do. And Steve Morrison wins the ball! Off the number four! Steve Morrison through to make it six! Oh! Finally saved by McCormick. He should have made it six there, Steve Morrison. With three on goal, you wouldn't have won a better choice. One of those situations where he just what asked for more, maybe too much time to see Morrison, but McCormick did well, he made his body big. It rains only 5-2. And at the other end, 5-3. Semi-counter-attack here. Little were a bit sloppy on the defending, possibly a bit tired, possibly a bit not bothered being... 5-2 up. Not sure Neil Harris will be happy about that. It'll be the number 14 again. Let's uh, Mill go from almost making it 6-2 to being there, well, to, to having Plymouth draw one back. That's Steve Morrison on this left-hand side. Oh, Mill's left-hand side. Not makes his man. Steve Morrison, oh! Great save! by McCormick, tries to get in at the near post and it was a great save there. Just not going for him, Steve Morrison, today.
And now Mill will make the substitution. And it looks like Thompson. Coming off is number 10, Fred Onyedinma. Fred coming off. So he's had quite a good game, Fred. I have to give him that. He's had quite a good game. His decision-making will come, hopefully. But he's had a good game. Ben Thompson, the young lad coming on from Millwall. It's uh, academy for academy. And Gregory now has it. Say good on a man. He's got Morrison to his right. Looks like Morrison's just going to try and run it in the corner, maybe run out the clock. Oh no, Morrison fancy a goal. Oh! Bit of a heavy challenge on Steve Morrison and a foul given by the linesman. Ben Thompson getting involved there. And a yellow card, first yellow card of the night. That's it, it's been... That's been quite a clean affair. There's been no need for cards, really. Four minutes of added time going to be given. Morrison <laughs> tactically wasting time by calling Sid Nelson up from the backs to take the, uh, take the throw in. Looks like that'll be Mill goal kick. And that's it. Full time for the Lions. 5-3 in the end. Steve Morrison gives a wave to his fans. McCormack looks back at the Millwall fans. Morrison comes over to congratulate the Millwall fans. Brilliant performance by the Lions. It was never in doubt really, was it? Not really. Achtung, Mailball. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen, a massive Achtung Millwall thank you for Craig Griffiths, who will be listening to this show now, expecting, well, one or either of two conversations that I've held with him since last Thursday. Um, and Craig, um, neither of those conversations recorded because the idiot that runs this podcast show, the professional sounding bloke that you listeners tune into, forgot to do an update on his um, Audio Hijack Pro software. Um, unfortunately, two good conversations, two fantastically witty interchanges between us, neither of which have recorded. So I can't call him a third time, listeners. So you've got me, unfortunately. You've got me doing a deadpan voice to camera bit instead. But there you go, listeners. So let that be a lesson. Update your software. Update your software. Don't be like me. Don't just ignore software update warnings like I did. Anyway, we will progress in the Johnstone's Paint Trophy, um, which is a good thing. I was talking to Craig on the two occasions that I've spoken to him this week about how competitions like the Johnston's Paint Trophy can kind of be equated to the Europa League on a more European, bigger level. Um, often seen as slightly jokey contests, often seen as a right pain in the arse by the bigger clubs, so-called. But for those that do take them seriously, and we are seemingly taking this one seriously, listeners, it's a chance to, to succeed. And as the Bob Dylan song says nothing succeeds like success did bob dylan say that i he said something like it and this is indeed a chance to get close to wembley it's created a buzz around the club everyone's suddenly now switched on i've caught myself checking the the draw to see who we've got in the johnston's paint trophy since when did that happen so there we are um progress means you know the sniff of of of, of the sniff of wembley and nothing nothing gets us in live and like the sniff of wembley listeners by the sniff of Wembley, I don't mean the pissy smell that you get when you come out of Wem Wembley Park tube station. That's from blokes urinating after too long in the pub. 
So a good week, all in all. No game today, clearly, uh, or yesterday, as it was uh, international break weekend. I spent my yesterday listeners stuck at Gatwick North um, Terminal trying to get away on holiday. Um, some might see it as, uh, I don't know if it's a bonus that you got me today. I should be in Fuerteventura. As it was, I spent most of the day sat in the um, restaurant area of the Premier Inn, waiting to be let back into the Gatwick North Terminal after some dopey Frenchman deemed it necessary to bring an air rifle to, to Gatwick and the consequent lockdown meant we missed our flight. So you've got me today. Um, huge thank you to Craig for doing that that live piece. I think it was fantastically well done. Um, anyone that wants to try that out sometime, give it a go. It's not easy. Um, but if you do fancy giving it a go, give me a, give me a shout. I'm always interested in people covering stuff like away games or, or anything, actually, reserve games. Anything like that would be quite interesting. It's not easy <clears throat> sit talking into your into your phone on your own. It makes you look a little bit like a nutcase. My tip, if you actually do want to have a go at this, is to make out you're making a phone call a lot whilst you're using your voice recorder um, app. People will think you're less of a nutcase if you're talking to somebody else. It implies you've got friends. And um, if you sit talking to yourself like I do, people think you're Billy No Mates. I, I will carry this burden for you, dear listeners. If you do fancy doing it, make out you're talking to a friend on the phone. That's that's the much easier way. And it causes you less mental angst. So South End to be played twice in December, early on in the month in the JPT, and then later on just after Christmas in arguably a more critical league game. Is a question for you listeners, which is the more important that we progress in? Is it the John Johnstone's paint trophy? Or would you prefer to progress into the playoff zone of League One. I mean, obviously, both will be uh, well, not a valid answer for the purposes of fun. I'm asking you whether you want to progress in the JPT or progress in League One. Um, I personally think the league is is the more important. But that said, the Johnston's Paint Trophy has created a certain energy around the club, and as as we've said, the sniff of Wembley has, has, has you know got the place enlivened. Throw in the mix. Uh, we've drawn Wickham Wanderers in the next round of the FA Cup. Um, a game where we should expect to progress. I know that may be bold early talk, but we should expect to progress against Wickham, and that should give us um, a potential third-round draw against one of the big names. Um, there we are. An interesting season is developing, listeners, all under the uh, management of Neil Harris. Fair play to him. At the start of the season, I think, you know, I don't think I was alone in expecting a probably a fairly average, mediocre, mid-table finish. Now... Our expectations have been raised. I think we're all expecting something like a top six or thereabouts finish and possibly a, a trip to Wembley. Um, there'll be a sense of disappointment if one or other of those things doesn't come to pass. Who would have thought that back at the start of the season? Who would have expected that? I think that the management of Neil Harris, the, the type of squad that he's breeding at the moment, I was saying to Craig, it was interesting listening to that live piece, how um, the likes of Steve Morrison are now in in opposition's face, and they're getting involved in the mix, and then they're 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 creating a real mural spirit. Teams do not enjoy playing us, and who doesn't love to hear that, listeners? Um, I think that we are in for a roller coaster ride over Christmas. So stay tuned to this show; we'll be covering it. And the expectation that we have is that come the end of the season, there may be some interesting outcomes for us to talk about so thank you for listening thank you to craig for talking to me apologies to him for not being able to record the two conversations that we've had thank you for tuning in and we'll be back very soon i'm hoping to be get away to uh, the canaries tomorrow and i will talk to you all when i get back Achtung, millwall
Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.